0: Welcome to episode number two. Are you aware?
1: This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome Welcome to to our level. level. We We hope hope you enjoy enjoy the views. views.
2: Welcome to the Rotated
0: Views Podcast. My name is Jimmy Lee. I am here with the crew. Heck, Manny and Gabe. You guys want to say hi?
2: What's up? you. So, uh,
0: today's topic is, uh, are you aware? And uh, clearly, these guys aren't aware of their own voices. I think it's hilarious. Um, we got new equipment, so we're kind of showing off right now. Um, bear with us if things go down. But I do believe we have everything fixed um, and ready to rock and roll. Uh, this has been quite a process, and talking about are you aware, we, we had to uh, raise our level of awareness when it came to the equipment and uh, quality of uh, programming we have uh, for this podcast. So we are hopefully at a high enough level of awareness when it comes to producing a podcast that we can successfully get through this one. Um, as of recently, if you were not under a rock, um, Villanova basketball team, men's basketball team, uh, won the national title uh, this year for the first time since 1985. I, I was watching everything. I'm completely fascinated on watching someone, um, their undream, their dreams unfold right before them. I, I don't know why, I just find it completely fascinating. I love watching sports for that reason. I was talking to Goose and Manny over the weekend, and I told them Dude, if something has a storyline, or I can get a storyline from sports or whatever it is, um, I am my time is invested, and I and I just love seeing that you know that take place. Um, that being said, there's a story of awareness. There's two separate stories, but the first one is Villanova head coach uh, Jay Wright. When he when they won, all right. So his best basketball player, uh, well, two of his best basketball players, um, they inbound the ball and uh, basically everyone's watched this, but this, this guy makes the, the game-winning shot at a buzzer beater, and it's hilarious, man. These waters has a big win on it. They <laughs> got the big win. And um, the, the crowd is going crazy. The, obviously the student athletes are going crazy. And this guy, Jay Wright, the head coach, um, kind of looks at the shot being drained. They have all these cameras on him. He puts his head down, looks directly at the ref, and says, you know, was it good? And then walks over to um, North Carolina's coach, uh, Lou, uh, Roy Williams. I used to say Lou Williams. Uh, Roy Williams shakes his hand and says whatever he says. And then turns around and then celebrates with his team. When I was watching this, I'm like, wow, this guy's composure. Um, imagine one of your dreams come true. And then you have to, he, he had the level of awareness. To me, it was awareness that he, things had to be, uh, you know, taken care of. First of all, did that three-pointer count for the game winner? And then have enough, you know, respect I guess, or sportsmanship to walk over to the other head coach and congratulate him or you know wish him luck. I'm not sure. Uh, this is a conversation we had prior to recording. It was what do you say to a coach that you just won uh, the national you know title? So they had interviewed him and they asked him, you know. What was going on in your head? Because your reaction was not common. He said, "I was in coach mode." So I don't know. Did anyone else, uh, you know, catch the game or think? E- even just hearing me say that story, you know, what are your thoughts? For for someone to be so, and that's such of an exciting. I mean, dude, you guys are talking. You're talking balloons, and I don't even think they're balloons, but like that confetti stuff falling from the ceiling. All this stuff's going on. This guy had the composure to still operate. You know in a professional way.
3: I think for me, I, it seemed like he looked like he was uh, in a bit of shock, um, and I think that's where the shock came from. I hope to God that that was good, that you know he released it before the time went off, um, and that's where his composure came in, because you know flip that around, and let's just say the, the shot doesn't count.
0: Um, yeah. Exactly.
3: So, I mean, for him, he had to kind of keep his head about him, Because he has to rally the troops, let's just say, if it doesn't. They've got to clean the floor up, they've got to stop celebrating, and they've got to gather everybody to to have another, you know, an overtime for five minutes. So he took that extra 10, 15 seconds to ensure Mm. that the win was was sealed, or or the deal was sealed. And, you know, and then he could celebrate. So I I think it was unbelievable, uh, kind of the wherewithal to not kind of jump the gun, uh, to ensure that the, the that the win was done, uh, it was in shock. He was baffled. It was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just it's just unbelievable. Cause I it wasn't even my team. Um, I was not even invested in these people. It was a Philadelphia team that I was excited to see uh, the city have have a win, and I was yelling at the top of my lungs. But I guess it really is what you're saying, just having that 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 composure. I guess really professional because that would have been. Terrible if he would have been jumping up and down, and that would, that would not have counted. Sure. Oh,
3: uh, yeah. That well, wait. Side. Would
0: that would have been? Was it, would that have been overtime? would have Yeah, would have
2: been an overtime. overtime yeah, it would have been overtime. Yeah,
0: no, yeah it was four point well. six seconds. It would have been an overtime. So it would have been an overtime thing. It's still brutal. Yeah, Imagine right. if you're the guy releasing the confetti and it didn't count.
3: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, like, let's just be. That would be so awkward. It, <laughs> we we'd still be talking about that. Uh, but yeah, that because uh, the celebration was. I think the celebration was 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 epic could you imagine mm-hmm. trying to be on that high to then turn around and realize that the shot didn't count i mean that's talk about heartbreaking could you
1: imagine uh,
0: just absolute emotion i mean even afterwards he talked about being in coach mode, this guy was telling people what you know he made this so memorable for these students he was telling which person to get up on the ladder to cut the net he was still organizing operating at this you know it was unbo- like i was watching this unfold i'm like Dude, I just—I don't even know why we've been running in circles. I don't know what it was. I don't know if this guy almost knew or had that much belief in his team or, whatever. Or he's just that level, you know,
2: professional. Control. Maybe he just knows how to control himself when it comes to that, and uh, he doesn't explode. I don't know because he definitely was cool, calm, cool, and collected about the whole entire situation.
0: He's definitely a cool cat. I mean, you see well, how he yeah. dresses. So, um, going like on the flip side, the following day after that was uh, the women's uh, title match. And um, UConn, this team, is uh, something that the world has literally never seen. So their coach, Manny's going to help me pronounce his last name, Gino... Uriema. Gino Uriema. Okay, I couldn't pronounce his name. All right, so this guy wins a record-breaking 11th national title, including four straight. The team has only one loss in the last three seasons... And a total of six perfect seasons. With all this in mind, immediately after the game, the coach obviously was interviewed. At this point, I think he's like standing on the, uh, you know, on the stage, and he asked. He was asked how he felt being ranked above all head coaches in history. I think uh, I think it was John Wooden, who, who literally coaches call this guy Coach John Wooden, mm-hmm. um, with ten national titles. So Gino just beat that, and uh, his response. Uh, going back to the awareness factor here, was, uh, to me, in my opinion, was uh, humbling. So I'm going to quote exactly what he said after all those stats I just gave you. Coach uh, Gino Ariema says, uh, now I also watched this live too. He says, the first thing I thought about was last night there was something like 20 of my former players all in one room, and I remember just taking a step back and looking over at them and saying, this is an unbelievable scene. And they're all here today. So what those 11 national championships mean to me is how many great players I've had the opportunity to coach, how many great people have come through our program, and it doesn't matter whose name I'm above, whose name I'm under, or whose name I'm next to. Uh, as long as I have those names of those players in my memory, I'm good. Just And I remember just staring at the television basically the same way as I stared at Coach Jay Wright, where... If this was the next day so to me and I'm just like well these guys obviously had something it's almost like getting an, you know getting an award and having like an acceptance acceptance speech ready so to me I don't know maybe they had but it just seemed like that question was kind of like out of nowhere I don't know maybe it wasn't but that response was absolutely amazing like this guy's basically ranked coach among coaches uh, when it comes to wins anyway um I don't know is that not I thought it was humble. He he's uh he, if you if you've followed Gino,
3: he is kind of a polarizing figure um uh, he kind of you never have to wonder where he stands um and to kind of hear him say that uh, is, is extremely humbling but I think it kind of harkens uh or goes back to. Uh, The fact that he understands he doesn't win national championships by himself. It's all about the kids. It's all about the players. Um, So for him to kind of take a step back and realize and and have the awareness to say, it's not about me. You know, I held to get these kids to to reach a certain level, but they went out there and played. They went out and executed the game plan. They went out and defended. They went out and scored. Um, And and that kind of obviously is brought to the forefront uh, and you know, I, that, that is very humbling for him to understand that because he could have patted himself on the back. A lot of hard work, you know, a lot of hours, blah, 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 but he didn't. Um, he was very humble and gracious and, and, and explained it as well as you can. I mean, it's all about the players. Uh, and he'll probably get the next top five recruits in the country uh, for the co- next couple years to come, uh, especially when you have a guy have a quote um, and, and talk about his players in that sense. I mean, that's, that's huge.
0: Well, you also saw even if you captured as much as I did which was probably two days before the game and then the actual game again on the storyline kind of guy but you saw how his his former players appreciated him or respected him and just the way they talked about because all these girls were getting interviewed the same you know the same way you know what about you know Coach Gino and uh you know, what, what are your thoughts and everything was just he was just highly regarded and I to be honest with you, I think it was wins aside victories aside I just think they really respected the person this guy was right I mean just a leader that he was and there was no reason there's no reason to, of doubt or you know whatever to think why this guy won this many. I mean he obviously knows how to lead a team, uh, come up with a plan and execute that plan. Uh, to have one loss in three years or something crazy, um, to win 11 national titles, you obviously know what you're doing. But yeah, to, and then for him to have that immediate reflection on his players as the reason why he's there, obviously, it's like you said, it's not it's not, a, it's not a one coach versus another coach. Type of thing. The players have to execute what the coaches are feeding them. Um, the plan, the game plan, whatever it is. I mean, this is hours and hours of Film and studying or whatever it is that they're you know they they have you know put together to uh win a national title um yeah it was it was crazy
3: I, I to to kind of talk about um common thread between the two uh, and you kind of alluded to it, it seems like they've been there before you know they act as if they've been there before and, and for for gino he he's been there ten other times before this time but for Jay Wright to act like this on his first go-around or his first win, um, for a national championship, you know, that speaks to, he's been there before, you know, and he's almost, he was, he had the awareness to go through it in his mind, how he was going to do it, you know, and maybe that was, maybe that was it, maybe that was the reason why he was able to handle himself the way he did, he kind of dreamt about it, you know, if this were to happen, he probably practiced it a thousand times over in his mind, and when it came, you know, to fruition, it was, you know, he had the game plan ready to go, and he executed it, I guess.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, I totally agree with that. He was absolutely comfortable, almost, winning something he's never won before. So, it that is so true. He definitely had to have played that, and I, we're not talking about deja vu. He's been there before in his mind. He's been there uh, before uh, playing the scenario out. I'm sure he's even practiced a just in case this didn't come out in his favor, kind of talk or thought process or alignment with uh, what is actually, you know, he's experiencing, but more so a childhood dream. And, and his coach, I believe he was in uh, part of the coaching staff who won an 85. Am I wrong with this? Uh, I
3: don't know. I know Raleigh Massimino was the, was the head coach of the 85 team who, um, I don't know if he was part of his staff, but I know, you know, obviously they're, they're tight, uh, and Raleigh Massimino is pretty close to, to the program still in the university, so I don't know if that would be perfectly true, but I know they have a great relationship.
0: Yeah, I mean, they showed him, you know, he had like I I don't think this was maybe 85, I don't think it was part of that, but I know at one point he was the, it was the mentor and a mentee, and, uh. It's just crazy seeing that unfold. Obviously, he might have gotten some pointers or, or maybe Do you think these guys watch other coaches accept the national title and kind of like, oh, that's what I'm going to say? But obviously, this guy knew he was going to win. From his, the bottom of the depths of his heart, how confident he was in operating in something he's never been there before. And I was just telling, even cutting down the nets, how he was just so, you know, just aware of what he was doing. Like, if he has, been, like if he had experience.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think on, on any level, uh, you kind of pick and choose people that you see and you say, okay, yeah, I, I can mimic that or I can do that. So I'm, I'm sure he's watched acceptance speeches or has watched Coach K or Rural Williams go over how they accepted the title and what they said about their, you know, his kids or the the players or whatever the case is.
0: I'm um, sure you have to absolutely watch and learn from those guys uh, who have gone before you. Sure. So, all right. So that being said, I want to put a quote out there by uh, Deepak Chopra. Guy's well-known in the personal development industry, multiple books. This guy's still doing seminars and whatever. Just look him up. Definitely a person you want to pick his brain. Talking about self-awareness, uh, this is one of the quotes that I found that he, he, he said goes like this people need to know that they have all the tools within themselves self-awareness which means awareness of their body awareness of their mental space awareness of their relationships not only with each other but with life and the ecosystem Um, when I first read that it was uh, basically to me on borderline the definition of life because if you go anywhere one of the studying coming up on 10 years now in a personal development industry, one of the main common threads that are through every book that's basically teaching you how to become the best version of yourself is know thyself. So if you know yourself, you know who you are, how you react to things, how you maybe you would react to things, where you come from, that level of, I guess, awareness is in some aspect to operate on a higher level because you have sat back and reflected on the person that you are. But I thought it was cool because he says we have all the tools to operate. Uh, We don't, a lot of times we go outside of ourselves. You know, some people go to drugs, alcohol to claim that relaxation or to claim that calmness or to be stress free. When he's basically saying in this, you have all the tools within you to accommodate your emotions or your um your your feelings at that time we're equipped with everything we need uh in life and i think it's amazing if we actually think about being self-aware and knowing ourselves it's a reflection on the world and if everyone were to sit back and actually you know analyze their selves in in a a deeper way instead of you you know drinking alcohol or smoking a cigar or doing other stuff to hit that level of consciousness, so to speak. I, I think it's deep, man. I think I think we can all reach a higher level. I think it, it raises not only awareness of yourself, but it raises awareness of the world.
3: I agree. And, and with that being said, you know, I guess we'll, we could do a quick test. If I were to ask you right now, all three of you, to give me three traits or three strengths or three weaknesses that you are aware of, could you do it? Could you immediately, right off the top of your head, answer the question without any hesitation?
0: Yes, I can. Do it. All right, so I know I'm extremely uh, strong at expressing myself, but I'm extremely good at expressing myself. So if you ask me a question about me, I can express myself to a point where you will get it. You know you ask people who, you know, well, how are you feeling? I'm mad, right? Or I'm, I'm ticked off. I can actually express myself in detail. Um, The other thing is, I know I am very competitive. I know I'm very detail oriented, and I know for a fact that I like things to happen in a certain way. And it throws me off uh, when things aren't Um, basically in an order, Mm -hmm. kind of like tonight. Kind of like I got thrown off, and I'm like staring out, and and then you guys were kind of like, you know, busting my chops about it.
1: But it's true.
0: Like I know I, if if things get thrown off and they're not how how they panned out in my mind. Mm -hmm. It, it throws me off, and um, yeah, I'm competitive, so that's I didn't That was five. Gabe
3: I can express myself. I just told you, you that. Uh, so eloquent, very loquacious. You are. <laughs> uh,
1: so, Gabe, real quick. I mean, three. Um, I, I in terms of uh, flaw, like in terms of what I'm doing right now, like I always overthink and I always immediately start talking, but without fully like fully understand what I'm about to say and like I just start talking and I start mumbling and rambling which, which I'm probably doing right now and <laughs> no and I and I know and I've been told multiple 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 times that I talk too fast and I know I do that and case in point editing the podcast more recently I can hear that more frequently because no matter what you can you never really fully hear yourself in terms of stuff like that but I know I can actually fully I fully know what I sound to other people. what exactly <laughs>
3: <laughs> with, I mean, with, with that said, I mean you gave me too, but to kind of to, to piggyback off of that, or to ask you a question on top of that. Since you know that you've heard it before, right? Yes. Um, it's one thing to hear it from a, uh, from one source, but to actually hear yourself, yes, um, on kind of a one to one level, has that changed
1: your thought process or your thinking or how you approach things? It makes case of what, it makes it a lot more self aware of what what I sound like to people, so I can consciously try to fix it or try to steer it in the right direction i know it's going to be a work in progress mm-hmm. but at least i have a, a better understanding of what in terms specifically of that of what i sound like to other people so i can try to contour it right. for the future right
2: that's
0: kind of cool too because you are hearing what people are saying yes by editing the podcast
1: yes i know exactly what people are what have been saying to me for i don't know forever but now I know so exactly... So now you're what, catching on to what they're saying. Yes. Now nice. I know fully forced, which I never... Because I always hated hearing myself recorded nonetheless. So obviously I avoided it. But now I, I have no choice. Uh,
2: anyone likes to hear themselves. No, but
1: it's like... like And with that, you always get used to it anyway. But, like I, I, but I know the flaws of that. What I always was told was like a negative in terms of... Sort of uh,
0: and it's yeah. brutal... I mean, you think about it, like someone tells you something, and you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I know, I got to work on that." And then you actually see yourself mm-hmm. doing that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is like a, a stab at the ego, right? I mean, holy smokes! That's like, oh my god, I do talk that or whatever. You know, whatever the thing that's getting you know.
3: it puts it into it puts it into perspective. This is one mm-hmm. to hear it from. Your mom, your dad, like, yeah, whatever, but until you actually hear it and you get that kind of <laughs> that weird feeling in your stomach, life. like, oh, oh that's like, really what I sound like? <laughs> yeah. it, hits it hits home. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And that's what like, especially more recent, that's exactly what I'm like, oh my goodness. That's, that's like helpful. especially yeah, I have to listen for it over and over again, so right. it's it's <laughs> it's, it's a guy All it, right, I get it. <laughs> the, the point is extremely driven home, so So
2: it, it's heck, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you um, give me, give me, give me three if you can for yourself. All right, I'm gonna say number one. Um, I don't like being put on the spot. I well. get a complete brain fart when it comes to <laughs> being not, put on, on the spot. Last month. So, you and I was thinking that's my that's my problem. I, I overthink and I come up with absolutely nothing.
0: Or oh, to to not to cut you off, but to um, to jump on that, you you want to say. And I'll, I'll talk about this later, too. You want to say the right answer.
2: That's that's my thing. I'm um, always trying to please everyone with, with whatever they want to hear or to see. And that's one of my big problems is that I always try to accommodate everyone. And I rarely, I accommodate myself, but rarely do it. And I'm always out trying to please the next person or, or, or get what the other person's trying to get or, or hear or see, whatever it is. Right. So, uh, yeah, those are, that's, that's one. That's, uh, that was one. Um, <laughs> Let's work on it, bud. I got <laughs> right, There so we go. <laughs> use, uh, so, man, I'll flip it
0: back on you. What uh, are your two or whatever it was? I can,
3: I can give you three. Uh, one, um, I am passive-aggressive, um, which isn't necessarily a good thing. Um, I am very aware of it uh, as a, in the work area or just in a relationship. You in accept it? I do I, accept it. Is that do, sarcasm? Yeah, it could be both it's it's interpreted as that uh, passive aggressive if you just to give you an example of what i would say if something bothered you so i'll use an example I you tonight i walk in i see nobody here we have a set time i get here five minutes before and the first thing i do is say oh just just me and you tonight knowing knowing damn well that that wasn't the case That the guys were coming but it, that's a passive way to, for me to say hey you know, nobody's here. First For him to gone. add
0: stress on Yeah. I'm already stressed it's out. Immediately.
3: Like, and Jim was like, you, you want coffee?" <laughs> so it was cool. But I know I'm passive aggressive. I'm, I, I say things that are inappropriate at times. And I know that a lot of times I try to curb that because I am a father, uh, but I can't, I don't know how to, to do that. And my, my sarcasm never, ever leaves me. My sarcasm is always with me. So Jim talked about it. Passive aggressive, sarcasm they go hand in hand uh, with me which kind of leads me to there's out of the three out of the four of us three of us had pointed out weaknesses only one of us really elaborated or spoke about more positives which is kind of it's interesting all within itself so Jimmy Lee talked about being able to to express himself, which I would see as, as a positive. Absolutely. Competitive, which is, is positive. You know, obviously, as long as you'll take it overboard. And having structure. Um, all positive traits. He talked, Gabe spoke about two of them. One was overthinking and mumbling. Both being looked at by himself as something negative, right? Heck, was blanked out. And then that was it. And more of like their negative traits. And I gave you mine, which are passive aggressive, not necessarily a, a shining moment for me, but it's interesting to. Our, us three, were more kind of, n- not negative traits, but deficiencies. And you kind of stress, like, this is what, you know, more so I'm good at. And I, I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I'm writing it down. And I'm like, man, all of us chose negatives, and Jimmy Lee chose some positives. It's interesting how That's that hilarious, works. actually.
0: Um, I did not notice that until you just said it. I'm like, yeah, I did. I said all positive things. Well, first of all, for me, um, I'm huge. I have I'm a huge advocate on building of what of what already is. Um, a lot of us, but prior to studying in the personal development industry, you we beat ourselves up and we just hear the negative things and we just, all we always know is what we're bad at and what we're not, we're never really encouraged as much as we are in, you know, the negative self talk and you could be walking from your car uh, to your job or from you know, from your car to the bank, and, you know, you're walking up to the bank you the there's not even money in there, I'm just gonna go and do and you're just saying all this stuff. I just got paid no it's all in the bill. <laughs> and you're saying all these negative things and we all na- I feel like you know, I think it's a natural thing. Um but that is a huge testament to my the work that I've done on myself, which is huge. I, this is literally I had no idea I said positive things. And that's, I'm so happy that I did because normally I would probably have said a bunch of negative stuff, beat myself up uh, in a natural way.
3: He, here is, it for for kind of some backstory, if you were to talk to Jim, let's just say 10 years ago, and I remember, I'll never forget, in college as his roommate, he's like, by nature, I am a pessimist. Yes. So mm-hmm. for him to say those things, and that's the reason it jumped out at me, for him to say he was aware at the time, and it's taken 10 years, and I'm looking at him like, 75 to 150 books, I know that's a large gap, but there's a ton of books around us, all which, you know, are kind of teaching him to be positive, it's interesting that it took 10 years to develop this, now, is that kind of, is that a conscious awareness, you knew that, so it's now drilled into yourself, or is this who you are, do you have to tell yourself, are you aware, like, by nature, I'm a pessimist, you know, I'm sure in the beginning, it was one of those things where you had to think about it and say, I'm going to be positive, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be positive. And now is it more of a natural
0: occurrence for you? Is it just a way of life? Sure. So first of all, good catch. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in speaking things into existence. Um, there's a there's a book by uh, Norman Vincent Peale. It's actually sitting over here. It's The Power of Positive Thinking. I did not read that entire book. That thing's enormous. But I selected certain chapters because I felt, the need to work on certain things which goes back to you know what you think of basically the opposite of what I said earlier working on your you know what you're not so hot in and building on your strengths so I went back kind of doing the you know the reverse psychology thing like all right I'm going to work on my weaknesses and build there well then I eventually found that um, being negative all the time was not serving me right I was miserable basically like you know a zombie or just a carcass walking around just as mad at myself about everything else and someone said to me try this way for two to three months, it was, it was 60 to 90 days is really what they said try being positive and if you don't like it, if it doesn't work for you, you can always go back to being a miserable person, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious arrogant and kind of fresh and forward at the same time and I'm like, that's kind of like Wow, that I give that vibe off, and mind you, I met this person twice before. So in my third encounter, this person's already—I guess—my pessimism was oozing out of me. That I guess just you know navigated this person to say that that to me. So it's it was a forced thing at first, and then now after a while, obviously ten years of constantly saying positive things about myself, constantly saying positive things, and looking towards outcomes that are in my favor now i am also a realist at the the same time because there was a point where i kind of got carried away with being overly optimistic where that also doesn't work you also have to face real life right there's bills to be paid there's you know just to be floating around uh just you know thinking everything's you know beautiful doesn't also doesn't work so i had the second part of going complete in the other direction was finding a balance for me was being optimistic but also being real you can't be completely negative and everything you see is negative. That's super depressing. And I was there, and then you can't be overly positive and super excited about everything. There's nothing cheesier to me. People sense this. People are natural. I guess like you could pick, smell the blood, so to speak. People, are, you can feel when someone's fake when they're faking it. When I gave you, yeah. yeah when right, I gave right. you my answer, no one's like, well, that's fake. I mean, you believed it because I said it. First of all, I said it with conviction because it was real. Like I really said that. It wasn't saying like, oh, one character. Is... I know I'm always happy when I wake up. Is the best thing. You guys like, dude, this is <a> terrible. <laughs> this is the worst interview ever, right? But probably like two years in, I had I had to hit that level. I hit that level. The, the good thing about that was it got me through college. It got me through my senior years. I had uh, there was so much going on. It was nice to have you know trade off. But I don't think it's about life. Is about you know being overly optimistic or overly pessimistic. You need both. And you have to you have to find that balance, and I, I feel like I'm still you know finding that balance. But I am so happy that was like a natural test that you just picked apart and and, and nailed it. That it working on myself is is paying off. I, I'm I'm actually finding good things about myself and stuff. You know, ripping myself apart. I'll give a huge critic on Jimmy Lee. You know, people say oh you bust a lot of chops. Dude, if I'm busting, what do you think I'm doing to my own brain? Picking apart, like oh, I mean you're a knucklehead. What are you doing? You gotta be better. I want the best. Self awareness. Self awareness, and that is setting the tone for the people around you as well. Mm -hmm. Think about the factories that Mercedes-Benz put together to build one of the highest quality vehicles, and their motto or slogan, whatever you call it, is the best or nothing. You, you walk around with that kind of mentality. Dude, it's no wonder they're highly regarded. It's no wonder they, they became the best, even if they weren't. You know what I mean? Um, so that that's why where the optimism and talk, that's positive self-talk, it helps. There's another book laying around somewhere is uh, changing the way you talk about yourself. Or positive self-talk. I me
3: mean, but uh, to, to kind of go back to the guys, um, Gabe and, and Heck, now after, after listening to that and, and, and kind of me bringing it to to the forefront do you look at yourself different or do you know you obviously know this about yourself in your marriage in your work life in just everyday life do you work to stay away from these weaknesses or do you find like reasons to try to get better at it how do you work it how does that happen how do you now looking at it and Gabe I'll talk to you because I don't want to put heck on the spot I'll stay away from that weakness of his um, you're overthinking and you're mumbling you know do what would what, do you put yourself in a situation where you don't have to speak do you stay away from people do you find it a hindrance or are you working on it to make it you know not so bad i guess
1: well i think i mean even going back farther like i always i was always a quiet child anyway so like i always i was always called shy, whatever so that's i never really i guess really came on my shell until a lot later in life when I guess I had to for, like, you know, high school and college and stuff like that. Like, you put more in, in position to have to express yourself in certain different aspects. And so especially a lot more when we went to like, the marketing business and stuff like that. I had, in order to do anything, I had to speak to people. So, I, you know, that brought a lot more, at least more openness in terms of, like, my um, being a little more outgoing. Yeah, I'm nowhere near where I would like to be. But at least it gives me... A little easier to to talk to people, even if I I feel like I'm not as eloquent as I need to be. Mm-hmm. And obviously, now doing this now is even like another step of beyond, because now I actually have to listen to myself as opposed to just talk to people and just you know, yeah, you hear about stuff anyway. But now now it's even more apparent. So like now I I feel like I have much more of a of a reason to try to to change, like at least for the better, at least or at least try to think things through and, you know, express better and, you know, and slow down like I like I need to.
2: Right.
3: So you are consciously working on the heck. I'll, I'll ask you, your your weaknesses... Um, I, I, your I don't know thing? that I'm working
2: on it because um, I have four girls at home and they always want something and I'm always trying to cater to them and, and, and get them whatever it is that they need or they want. I'm always doing something for them and it's not because, oh, I have to No, I do it because I love them each dearly and I want them to be happy and and to go on like our activities. They all have daily activities. So I try to put my stuff to the burner and make sure that they're there, make sure that they have the proper equipment as far as a tutu, a softball bat or (laughs) um, whatever the case may be. So again, it's, I don't know that I can kind of change it at the moment, Cause I don't. I, I, I my problem is pr- balancing it. Right. I don't know how to balance it. Uh, and so, so I mean, for, if you guys have any tips, trust me, I would. I would I, would have have just,
3: I was going to give you one, whether you like it or not. Um, for <laughs> for for me, uh, in in situations and and work's always the easiest because your true self kind of comes out. You have emotions that you hide, but you still have those emotions. So you can get angry about something, but you obviously have to conduct yourself with some professionalism. So um Any time that I feel those coming or I know that I'm upset after the fact, I go back and process what made me upset. Why was it that I was upset, and I kind of process it that way and that's how I work with myself because i I'm with you there. there's no time to do any of that uh, but with that said, you know that's how I kind of go about it,
2: yeah i mean even 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 you know not talking about my job, but what I do it's always in demand that someone needs something, and I have to in the IT world I have to go and provide them the service that they may need Right. so it's always at a uh, I'm always at someone's hand and foot to say I guess yeah,
0: yeah I mean I think when, when I was making this is my, me and my story when I was making uh, my quote unquote radical changes I had a lot going on myself part time job we're playing intramural sports uh, that we're hardcore at for some reason. Um, you know, working out, going to you know, school, 18 credits, so it was full time. Um, had the personal life thing going on. So I don't know if it's even a busy thing what your schedule is doing. This A lot of my reflection came while I was just laying in bed just sleeping, staring at the ceiling while I'm driving into work or when I was well, really walking into class. It was those little moments. I, I feel like we, we, we busy ourselves with stuff that's so not important that we forget about us. And I totally, I know what you're saying, you're putting everyone else uh, you know, before uh, your needs, especially your family, which is a, a natural father thing to do. But when it comes to this stuff, I think we can actually separate ourselves without even adding time it's actually supplementing what you're doing, listening to the radio, instead of listening to the radio, listening to yourself, listening to your own thoughts, listening to and then analyzing your day when you're driving home. These these were things that I, this is, like again, I'm just saying my story. These are things that I did to, it was not taking away from my day. Um, and there was a lot of stress-related things that are going on and were going on. I know the fitness people right now are probably cringing or, you know, pumping brakes right now. Like, you got to exercise, you got to. There's also something with exercising that does something, you know, with uh, releasing and, and uh, certain kind of hormones. And I'm gonna be kicking myself at here for not knowing the hormones, but it puts you in a endorphins. Endorphins uh, that puts you in a positive mood naturally from from working out. You do that. So there, there's there's a lot of speakers, a lot of uh, personal development people that tell you get up an hour earlier, and it's not about. Whether you physically want to or your body like, oh, I can't. It's emotionally and mentally how bad you want to change your life. That's what I. That, that was the chin checks that I had to give myself. I said, do I really want to become a better version of myself, become a better person, and really, honestly, tap into my true potential of who I am as a person? Or am I just going to continue going down the spiral? What I would say to you is, heck, what that coach... <laughs> unsolicitedly said to me I don't even know if that's a word <laughs> said to me is try it for you know a couple of weeks or something where you are self self-reflection um, is occurring on a daily basis and kind of catching yourself during time where you do have for yourself even if it's in the bathroom or whatever in the shower or sh- while you're shaving you're kind of thinking of stuff there's time it's just what how you're utilizing it, uh, it and it's, it's really uh, this even goes with finances. People say, I don't have money to save. I don't have money to invest. When people's minds start becoming blown when you actually show them, look, look what you're spending every day on coffee. Look what you're spending on alcohol. Look what you're spending on junk food or eating out. And they're like, oh my goodness. It's We have to do the same thing with our time. Look where your time's being spent. You're watching two hours of television, but then, you know, in a, this is me. You know, for in college, it was like, we had roommates, man, you know, we had roommates who were literally playing two hours of video games, two hours of whatever show that was, you know, in rotation, and that's four hours of your day shot to absolutely nothing. Then go work out for an hour, eat for two hours, you know, your breakfast and your lunch or dinner, and you're like, dude, what were you doing all day? And But then they, they say they didn't have time to, you know, work on other things or whatever. So I, I think it really is, it's it's getting down to the nitty-gritty of things and really, being real with yourself—that you, stuff you do on your own—I never explained that to anybody until right now. It was the first time, uh, ten years ago, that I was real with myself and really analyzed, you know, me me coming up with whatever the excuses that I came up with why I couldn't be a better person. Going along with that uh, was how how do you actually raise uh, self awareness? I know for me is basically what kind of kind of what I was saying. The reflection thing is huge. If you reflect on what's going on, the reason why reflection is so great is because you get to pick apart your day, take out what's good, and, uh, and just analyze the, the negative things. Not even necessarily negative, just things that you wish would worked out in a better way. That alone is going to take you far beyond uh, where you were yesterday or last month or whatever it is just looking at your own life i'm not saying go to the gym and work out 500 hours in a day and you know drink all the protein shakes you know that you have protein coming out of your ears what happens is people do drastic changes and that naturally humans hate change when someone does have drastic change it's 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 like when we work out for the first time in two months the next day or the next week you have this incredible amount of soreness you're like dude i'm not going back to the gym you kidding me that was brutal you know i'm like i'm in so much pain now i'm eating i can't even have you know a snack after dinner anymore and you're you're eating grass and 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 drinking liquids for two weeks because you got a detox of all from all the toxins that you have here but when someone does that much of a dress they're they're not gonna stick with it because it's too much too soon but if you put in these little things that you can replace uh, i know a guy who quit smoking cigarettes excuse me by uh eating sunflower seeds So he wasn't quitting some, or he wasn't just completely stopping something. So he kind of put, replaced the habits, replacing bad habits with good habits. Not saying that eating sunflower seeds every single day for, you know, going through bad is the best habit, but it's better than quitting cigarettes completely. Where you have people who try to stop smoking cold turkey and they're angry they're miserable. They're you know, they're just they get moody. Right. They come in, you know, in these mood swings and then, you know, a week later you just see them there on a the corner puffing, you know, uh, another cigarette or whatever it is. But it's these small raising your self-awareness comes with these small reflections. I'm sorry, maybe big reflection, it doesn't matter how big your reflection is, but the small changes. It's the application of what how you criticized yourself. It's the application of like, all right, well, how am I gonna change that? And if you don't know find someone, read a book, do research. We have access to the entire world literally at our fingertips. There's no excuse. 95% of my books come from flea markets, come from bargain stores, come from trash. Literally, I pick books out of the trash. Personal development books that are thrown away. So it's not like I I don't buy, I rarely buy a brand new book. If I have a brand new book, it was a gift or something like that. Or I literally couldn't find it anywhere else. There's so much that you can do. Uh, when someone says, read a book, that sounds so boring, right? I mean, I wasn't even a, much of a reader. I read poetry and stuff like that or some magazines and stuff. But when it came to reading, I, no one wants to read. But that was something that I had to work on for me. Now now we can read. At that time, you couldn't read off of... I had a flip phone 10 years ago, literally, which sounds really weird. Yeah. Um. But we didn't, I didn't have, I couldn't have like you know the tablet to kind of skim through something on my phone now we have access to all that stuff. maybe I don't even yeah. have any more books beyond what I have now because you know the access of literally the world that we have um is totally different anymore, going back to what we had originally talked about when you asked us you know what are you know the three characteristics that we have, and that was I think you're trying to get to you know did you did did anyone here ever reflect on themselves really? And and what what were those things that you most, you know, reflected on the book I have in front of me is one of these things it's called that leans towards a positive way of thinking is called strengths finder. So the first thing my brain went to when that question was asked was my strengths, which is what Manny perfectly picked out. This was created by the Gallup, uh, number one, wall street journal, bestseller, by Tom Rath. It's called Straight... I have the 2.0 version. There's a 1.0. Basically, they kind of... They, they give you this crazy test. Uh, it's it's done online. They ask you all these questions. And there's, you know, there's like... You ever see the scale of what will you would do? Kind of multiple choice. There's no wrong answer. It's just really... It's a personality test. That's a, another, you know, suggestion that I would give. Would take a personality test. So you kind of see, what, you know, what your strengths are and whatnot. But this one is super... Uh, detailed and has been, I guess, refined for like the last I don't know decade or two. But uh, personality traits and asking other people, getting feedback, kind of what Gabe was saying. He got feedback from other people. They're like, dude, you're you're really loud and obnoxious. <laughs> Not Gabe. Were you saying like someone's telling you that you should probably check the check the tone of how you're you know you talk to people or how you operate you're super annoying or you, you say inappropriate things or you're over the top with your suggestions. or whatever. If there's a pattern, if you see there's just, it's we're adults, right? I mean, you have to come to a realization. It's like, we're picking, up, we're picking apart our kids, right? We're telling them what's good and what's not good. Don't do that. Yeah, you can do that. That's okay. That's rude. But then for some reason, we're not doing it to ourselves. Or we are, which is not in a very detailed and effective way. And I, and I guess really studying other people. I love reading biographies because I just, just seeing how people, how their lives panned out from where they began is just absolutely amazing. And just our discussion on self awareness about Jay Wright and uh, Gino, a perfect example of how, now, now think about if, let's just say if you're a college coach
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you want a national title, in the back of your mind, you're going to think of how they reacted. How other, that's why I said I wonder if they study their coach. Of course they did. I'm not saying that they mimic them exactly, but watching other people and how other things um, occur in history is, is a great way of you know how you how you can I guess then turn around your life or, or operate on that on that same level.
3: I I agree. And and for those who are super introspective, love to read, what Jim and Lee just said is going to really uh, hit home with you. Uh, I can't read as many books as he has. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I don't have the attention span. Um, so, so for me, raising my level of awareness are really two things. If people are saying it and you've heard it multiple times, it's probably true, right? Yeah. So, and you can do one of two things. Yes. You can either choose to ignore it because this is who I am, or you can choose to work on it and try to get better at it. Um, and the other thing I do uh, that anybody can do, uh, whenever you're having a situation conversation. Uh, or or whatever the case may be, you know, and you feel a certain way after it was done or during it, you need to go back to that conversation, have a moment to reflect and say, did I like that? If I did, what did I do to get there? And if I didn't, what do I do to change the outcome for the next time? Um, And those are kind of the two things where I allow myself to go back and and what was my thought process? What did they say to me? What hurt my feelings? And that kind of for me, it raises my my own level of awareness and kind of keeps me in tune with my emotions. And, you know, I can either choose to continue to do that or change it if need be. Um, do you guys have anything, Gabe or, or Heck, as far as, you know, Gabe for you is going to be, I guess, listening to yourself on the podcast is going to be one way to raise your your, your self-awareness.
0: But Heck, anything. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go back ahead. to piggybacking on what Manny just said, though. With Gabe, it, did you make any, like, did, did you consciously come in here... Thinking I need to slow down. Because it's a perfect example. I mean, you just said uh, after you spoke about it last week and, and Gabe's doing the editing for the podcast, you realize, okay, I heard this from multiple people. I just heard myself, which I know do that. I just keep thinking about the time you keep hearing yourself. I'm like, dude, this is brutal. And I yeah. have to keep listening to it. But did you come in here consciously trying to make a change? Or you're just like, because some people are like, I don't care. That's who I am. This is how I operate. This is how I talk. Because then you get that, I get that feedback from people too. No, that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. And they don't care about the
1: change. Either. And yeah, no, it, it's, it's been kind of like that for a while. It's like I always, I always knew about it. And yes, self-consciously, I'm a lot more, at least No, I need to kind of slow down my my speech. But at the same time too, like kind of more think about things a little more better so I can express better at the same time. But yeah, for the fact that the past couple of weeks I've been going through and listening to myself over and over again, it's like I feel, I know exactly what everybody's been saying forever, and like it's I good. did it exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, have to put me on the spot. Right? hold on, hold on, because that, that's
0: huge. Because um, one of the things that uh, I learned in you know the personal development thing was to actually listen to yourself on a recorder. They actually tell Mm -hmm. you, speak in in a recorder and listen to, not because people said, you know, you Mm -hmm. talk weird or you talk fast or nothing, just to hear yourself and how you're communicating with people. Some people lead lives of frustration and don't know what they're frustrated about. People say, you're a terrible communicator. And they don't even realize it. you're, in your mind, it's almost like, you know, reading a wrong text. In your mind, you have all these thoughts, right? And for some reason, you think that this person should understand you right off the bat, but you don't fully engage in the conversation and you're not completely expressing yourself. So there's missed signals all over the place, and then you're mad because that person did not understand what you're trying to say or what you're trying to accomplish, right? I mean, it is, it's crazy when you're going to become a much better person Speaker or whatever it is that you're at, you yourself are trying to accomplish. If you actually take that and you know work on it, because mm-hmm. that I mean,
1: and that's what that's what I'm fully more conscious of trying to change the way I speak, at least better in terms of you know, because I don't feel like I express myself very well a lot of times, and and it's noticeable now that I actually have to hear myself, knowing because right. obviously yeah, I have heard that years when we did like the marketing stuff with that that to listen to yourself and I just I, at that point I just never took took the heart and that I I have no choice but to do it. of course now I've got to take it to heart and well, like, make no up more subconscious <laughs> I am who I conscious.
0: am
3: this is me I think I think it'd be interesting for all of us uh, to kind of hold each other accountable pick something out I guess through the through the week and we can touch on this on later podcasts uh, if we ever revisit this either work on something or just make it more aware um, because I'm all, I'm already thinking like man what 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 can I do better and then walking away from it, it's like, man, I need to be a little bit more positive after
2: talking <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, the whole I feel that, through the whole positive thing. Uh, just just hearing how Jim was going about how his thing is, and then like, man, you know how Manny brings it up. He said that uh, one out of four of us were speaking positively, yeah. and uh, the three of us were just, you know, kind of ragging on ourselves and. The negative. So again, again, not not
3: not not the worst thing in the world. At least we're now aware that we're doing Absolutely. it, and we can make a conscious Absolutely. effort to, to turn kind of turn the tide for us.
0: Well, this episode is about self awareness.
3: So. <laughs> well, no, I, and now
2: I now saying that you you know Jim spoke is saying that that uh you should record yourself and hear how you speak and stuff like that. It's it's pretty crazy because you sometimes you'll have a conversation with somebody and you have no idea that you sound like you're angry and you're really not or. You didn't express yourself the way it should come out and this person looking at you like, What in the world is going on with this right. kid right now? Yeah. So it's pretty interesting. I actually kind yeah. of I think I'm gonna end up doing that this week to record I mean, myself, just to just to see how I actually speak to people, because I kind of think now, I think I'm kind of ignorant and rude to people when I speak to them. Well,
0: to go on the whole, um, that's hilarious, actually. Wow, we are breaking barriers here today, people. Holy holy smokes. It was one of, uh, in my blog, I wrote about uh, recording, and 90% of people, I guess, who are probably listening to this have uh, access to a recording device or... If you're not aware of it, your phones, your smartphones record uh, have a recording aspect to them. Recording yourself, even just stating your goals. This was was the suggestion I gave in the blog. Record yourself stating your goals. Whatever you want to do in the next month, whatever you want to accomplish in the next three, six, in a year. Three, six months, a year, five years, whatever it is. So your long-term and short-term goals. Just say them in your phone and record it. Um, That's the easiest way to not only hear yourself say your actual goals, and it's, it's a nice thing to hear back, the feedback. Um, but also you can probably pick apart, man, I stutter, or I don't talk loud enough. I don't say it with my chest. Um, <laughs> whatever it is. But there's also something when it comes to self-awareness. Manny has mentioned a bunch of times. I've never done a podcast. Actually, I've, I, I've got interviewed a handful of times on radio when I released uh, my album. So this is all. this is basically new to me as well. But I recorded videos, and a lot of them were uh, for myself, and I and I uh, published a lot of them. And I got comfortable with, you know, the first thing you guys said is like, did you ever hear yourself, oh, man, I don't even know. Did you ever hear yourself on, like, an answering machine? Like, Dude, that's what I sound like. After recording so many videos, would, you just accept it. It's not that I was like, wow, I have the best voice in the world. Just after a while, like, this is how I talk. This is my voice. This is... This is me. Yeah. Well, you know, the same thing. It was like when you hit puberty, you are like, wow, that... Like we all got deep voices finally, well, deeper voices. But that one dude, when he hit, hit puberty, his voice went super bass, uh, and, and mine still kind of stayed like high pitch. And I was like, well, What in the world happened there? I guess I have uh, not as much testosterone <laughs> in my body <laughs> or genetic, whatever it is. But i grown to this is my voice. I don't care anymore. I just now I want to present myself in the best way I can. I don't care what my voice actually sounds like in a sense. You know what I'm saying? There's words I need to emphasize when I talk and things like that. But the tone of my voice, I'm comfortable with. And that was literally recording myself and listening and understanding and actually loving myself, really. Good stuff. Good stuff. So that wraps up this episode of the Rotated Views Podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Don't forget to visit JimmyLeeVelez.com to check out the blog and stay up to date with the latest and greatest for any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on future episodes, email us at info at jimmyleevelez.com. On the behalf of myself and the crew, we wish you guys massive success. Adios and until next
2: time.
1: The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.